1: Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mix Club page or listen live at Sohoradiolondon.com.
0: Hello and welcome to Doing It Ourselves, the May edition. Um, my name is Craig and I use the pronoun he, him. Cool. So, here we are. Um, I'm recording again in my bedroom in South East London. Uh, it's mid-afternoon, sun shining again, which is nice, and I hope you've had a good day. Coming up on the show, we've got our regular feature with Ben from Another Subculture. We have an interview with the band Charm Pit and I'm going to fit in a bit about what the London Renters' Union have been up to. So, um, before we go into the interview with Charmpit, let's play their song, Kissing You. So, I've got some questions for you. Great. And I thought at the end, I've just recently read a really good old um interview with George Michael for Smash Hits magazine. Where they <laughs> they ask him some great questions and I thought maybe I could pinch some of them as well. And
1: <laughs> if it's good enough for George Michael, then it's good enough for us. <laughs>
2: yeah, it would be an honor. <laughs> it would be an honor, yeah.
0: Okay. Great. Well let's start from the start. Who are Champir?
2: Re, I can't see you. You wanna go? Okay. Um Charm Pit is um, Estella on lead guitar, Estella Adieri um, of Big Joni and Witching Waves. And Anne-Marie on bass. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hi,
1: yes. And Rhianneth on rhythm guitar and Alex on drums. And essentially, we are uh, best femmes forever, fronted, queer punk star pop outfit.
0: Um, How have you been, (laughs) as a band, how have you been getting on during the lockdown?
1: Well, we released our album. Um, Yeah, did some live stream gigs. I think we all really miss each other. I think we're happy that our music is out there, Um, like keeping people company when we can't. But yeah, we definitely miss live gigs and each other.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because I think, you know, here and there um I've been able to glimpse Anne Marie and Alex because we don't live very far away from each other and sometimes I bring them their mail. Or mm-hmm. cookies. Um, <laughs> or cookies. Yeah. Um any excuse really. Um <laughs> But we haven't seen Estella in so long. But it's been really nice having like the mute the album to promote, I think. I think that's been a real nice like buoy in all of this.
0: Cause it came out like just before this all properly kicked off, right?
2: Yeah. April 3rd. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you
0: have to, um, quickly shift your plans for what you wanted to do?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I think we had to cancel a lot of things and put a lot of things on hold. Um, so, um, yeah and i feel like that kind of all unfolded within like a week it started to become clear that like we weren't going to be able to have a launch gig and we weren't going to be able to go on our like launch tour Mm. um but we like we've done a few like we did a zoom like launch listening party but that was kind of before we understood what um like zoom bombing was just feel like the (laughs) world has like been changing and like barreling forward and so quickly Um, so yeah, we didn't really catch on to that fast enough. Um, so we did get Zoom bombed, but we had a lot of fun anyway. Um, I think, did we lose Anne-Marie? I think
0: we have just lost (laughs) Anne-Marie. Hopefully she would come back. I was hoping she would unfree. (laughs) (laughs) Should we, should we call her? Or or she has to just dial back in, doesn't she? I think she just has to dial back in. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Should we, should we try again?
0: yes okay how has it been releasing an album just before everything kicked off
1: Ooh, I think um, I don't even know if I fully have the answer to that yeah I definitely know that I'm happy that um, our music is out there and I feel like it is um, a good time for an anarchist album to come out mm. <laughs> so I feel like it's um, poetic timing but it's not ideal timing perhaps <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah, think as they, as they say it's interesting timing isn't it That's mm. not good or bad but it's like yeah but it's it's surely not boring
1: it's not boring you're not i'm not gonna forget yeah when i released my our first album that's for
2: sure yeah. <laughs> I, think I, think, you're, I think that's a cool idea, though, that it's like a good time to release an anarchist album. Yeah. I think so, because everybody's yeah. being so
1: contemplated, having to decide what they want their world to look like, what they want their priorities to be for a government, for a society, for their culture, for their friends and family. Yeah. um, And it's really about, you know, French, the album is about friendship and connection and reciprocity, um, and the worlds that we built as like a best femme, uh, our friendship and our kind of queer world that we've kind of isolated ourselves in. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so yeah, I think it's 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 um yeah that feels that feels right to me.
0: The kind of the timing is kind of bittersweet, but the mm. the message is really important. But also the music's really fun and really like upbeat. It's been. It's a nice record to put on, even if you just want to give yourself a bit of a boost and a dance. I think.
1: <laughs> I hold my hands up listening to our album when I'm depressed. Pray, <laughs> yeah, dancing. Yeah, love. So I'm. I'm. I'm happy to hear that
2: it does that for other people too. I don't know. What do you think, Ray?
1: <laughs> um.
2: Yeah. I feel like with with Charmpit, it's like. All, all of our songs are pretty like upbeat sounding so you can have fun with it like you can dig deeper and get into like so the ideas and stuff if you want, want if you want to but it's like it's not mandatory you can also just have fun
1: exactly and i think that's so much we love about pop i think like hmm. there's so much that i loved about britney and christina and destiny that only when i was like 23 and i was like okay let me deep dive into these lyrics and this backstory i was like oh shit I can see how you like radicalized me quietly or like made me question mm-hmm. things quietly. And I thought I was just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so we definitely want Charm Pit to have that where it's like surface level, you're going to have a blast. And if you keep going deeper, it'll even be like more and more of a, of a joy. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's, yeah. The, that's, that's one of the things I love about Charm Pit is that you, you appear to be a band that love being in Charm Pit. And like, <laughs> and, and and really want to share how much you enjoy being in Charm Bit and doing it. Like, even just if you pick the record out in the shop, it's such a fun cover. I mean, how would you describe the cover?
1: I think you had a good, um, you had a good take on it, Re, about like from thirteen going on thirty vibes.
0: Oh yeah, uh,
2: yes. I feel like I mean I've always loved collage. Um, yeah. It feels like. It's so accessible and so easy. Like, I can't draw, I can't paint, but I can collage. <laughs> um, so it's the people's art, I think. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. Um, and in 13 Going on 30, when uh, our protagonist is, like, redesigning the magazine, she, like, gives this whole really, like, um, emotional speech about, like, basically her collage. And um, <laughs> I think that just really stuck with me. I think that movie was, like, actually really really impacted me um from the go-go soundtrack to the collage yeah and um yeah and I guess yeah so collage was always something that I was like okay I can do this um and we wanted to create um I think we wanted to do our own cover mm-hmm. um and um oh what well, I can't remember what else I was gonna say about it <laughs> I oh. can jump in Oh okay, just one other thing I was going to mention, I guess was that um the other day on Twitter, this like person posted that they were like scrolling around on Bandcamp and with their daughter, who's like five, and their daughter <laughs> told them to buy our album just based on the cover.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was just, like,
2: this is exactly what we're trying to achieve. I just want it to be like fun and inviting, and, uh-huh. like, yeah, and I love that like this little girl was just like, "Yes, this is for me." <laughs> yeah your reply was
1: genius it was like is this what it feels like to win a kid's choice award (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's it I think we definitely like because it was something we never thought we would do and because we know it's something that we didn't do like ourselves it was like our friends that bigged us up along the way and told us that what we were doing was worthwhile and like we just wanted yeah I think we just wanted to touch every bit of our album as much as possible we just wanted it to to feel like a real gift to our listeners like from our our brains and our, you know um yeah so I really love it um
2: yeah yeah no, all of our songs or most of our songs are about our friends so it made sense I think to just like make this um that like yeah. dedication to them Yeah, and I just love that, like, in rough
1: trade, like, somebody's, like, somebody owns a little piece of Danielle Lim and Jose and, like, all these people that I just love that we've, like, that we've made them cover stars. It makes me happy.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask about your activism and the way that you sort of present what you're all up to in various ways. It's really accessible. Um, You don't seem to use... Uh, big words and instead I, I like that the, you know, your emoji game is strong on,
3: uh, on Instagram
0: <laughs> and Twitter. Um, is that like a conscious thing or is it, uh, just the way you roll? <laughs> I, don't know, like... I,
2: I think it's a bit of both. I think like, um, you know, I, I guess, I've always struggled with more, like, academic ways of, like, writing, Um, so I really appreciate when people just write things that are accessible, Mm. and I guess, I think just by default, that's how, that's how I would write as well, but also, I mean, you know, I, I best, I'm sure I can use, I can, I can be kind of a dick sometimes and use words that are just supposed to make me look better, Um, but I just really appreciate it when other people don't do that, so I guess. Like, some of it is probably intentional and some of it might just be by accident for me. Yeah. No, I
1: feel the same. I think, like, we both, like, rather than read, like, Marx, me and Rihanna get a lot out of reading, like, Emma Goldman's autobiography or kind of, like, learning about things through people's, like, lived life
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, or through TV shows, like, kind of, like, in this more just, like, uh, like, organic way. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I think, like, when I think about all, like, bright eyes, and those kind of people were so important to me, and Bob Dylan, and stuff, but also just, like, yeah, there's so many valuable things I learned from pop music, and, you know, I was in an environment where, like, I didn't know about Riot Girl till I was, like, 25 or something, so I think there's something delicious about, you know, popular culture, and something being the most kind of accessible and mainstream i I like to think that maybe i could reach those kind of like you know the gays that don't even know they're gays and like suburbia yet i think i am like in that way writing for myself i want to find my younger self and like start her off on a journey i guess
2: Mm -hmm.
0: i think you do a great job with it i really like it and in fact yeah i think it's a much i think it's a really nice way to introduce people or to remind people um yeah, and I think you did a really great job in, in doing that. Nice. Uh, then, yeah, I
1: think,
0: yeah. Go on, carry on, sorry.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, it reminds me of another thought, which I think I've talked about with Ree, where I feel like so much kind of potential for change is lost because people think like, to be an activist is like, devoting your whole self to like the cause of justice. And it's very much like outside your lives, it's something that you have to like, and I think, um, Yeah, we just wanted people to kind of understand that activism is like in in your everyday life, like wherever you are, there's things to do. Mm. Um so we like the everyday of activism because that that's truly how activism really happens. It's like every day. Um, not just like these marches that, you know, a group of people organize. So I think that's we love yeah, we love the everyday we love the beauty of the everyday, I think.
0: I was reading a George Michael Smash Hits interview and these are some of the questions they asked him. Here we go. What's your first memory? Wow. (laughs) My first
2: first memory. I think one of my earliest really intense memories was like walking along um, and some man like reached down and like ruffled my hair and just the pure rage. And I, I think a lot of my, one of my earliest emotions was deep rage. And I think that, <laughs> make it, um, a lot of my childhood was spent just like trying to make my brain remember things that I didn't like that people would do <laughs> as a child so that I would not do them as a an- child. Ah, uh, and I, I say I forgot almost everything except for don't ruffle people's hair, they don't like it. <laughs>
1: see she's a true punk rage from the beginning yeah yeah. um it's hard for me to have yeah i definitely remember when i was six years old i cut my hair like my mormon neighbor because i had a crush on her and it was this really terrible bowl cut um that my mom just like brought me to like a place and then like left to go running or something. And then I had just told the people to lop off all my hair. Uh, And then um, the next day I went to school and I debuted it. And I remember I debuted it along with, um, I sewed the cover of Britney's um, album, Baby One More Time, like literally the paper cover on my (laughs) t-shirt with some sewing, some thread. And then I remember like being at the jungle gym the next day and this guy like coming up to me and being like, are you a boy? And I was like, "Huh?" And he was like, "You got short hair." And I was like, "So what?" And then I did this like great dismount off the thing, and I felt great. Um, but then in that process, the Britney Spears paper picture
0: ripped on my <laughs> t-shirt,
1: and I was like, "God damn, this man! He ruined my shirt and my day."
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, did you sit? Um, did you sit at yeah. the back? Did you sit at the back or the front of the class?
2: Front. Mm, I think I started out at the front and then slowly moved back.
1: (laughs) Actually, yeah, that's accurate. That's really accurate. I think I did the same.
2: And then I feel like I moved back forward again, you know? That's right. Yeah, mid-teens, I was like, no, 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 it's all about the back. And then I was like, (laughs) wait, wait.
0: Got a knuckle down (laughs) at some point.
1: Yeah. The circle of life. (laughs)
0: um what's another one he got asked that's funny um does being so rich make you feel guilty (laughs)
2: yes
1: (laughs) yes there's this spot on my hand i can't get
2: off (laughs) out out (laughs) (laughs) what was his answer
0: his answer was really good actually he said well like a lot of things in life What I earn is out of proportion, out of perspective, unfair, but I don't feel guilty because I clear my conscience by giving a lot of it away. I don't make donations and then ask for it to be publicized. I just do it when there's an urgent need for something.
1: That's
2: cute. And we do, we know that that's true, right? I feel like after he died, there were just lots and lots of internet stories about George Michael doing silent money redistribution. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: What do you miss about being in Wham?
2: Ooh.
0: The orgies.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah, the catering. The catering. The (laughs) The catering, the cocaine, and the orgies. There we go. Yeah. I really do want to write a song about sex, but it's so hard because it's so revealing. It's scary. It's
2: the, I feel like, yeah, that's like the final vulnerable frontier that we have not, like, we tried once to write a song about how sexy, like, armpits smell is. Yeah. But it was so bad. And I think we both (laughs) were just, like, cringing so much inside the deeper we went into this song. So we just, one of the only songs that we just properly scrapped. That is literally one of two songs that we scrapped. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, well, i was just going to say, kind of spookily, the next question he was asked was, what's the worst song you've ever written?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ours would definitely be a song called Pepper Pits.
2: (laughs) Oh, yes. Pepper Pits and Night Witch was also pretty bad. Night Witch was awful. And that was about,
1: like, literally, like, what was it about? Like, Polish World War II... um,
2: Russian like, World War II women fighter pilots.
1: Yeah, it was too Where specific. Where were we
2: in our feminism? <laughs> we, were in the, we were in the grass. It was it was a illuminating, slowly illuminating time.
0: So a couple couple more George Michael questions here for you. One is Yes, please. Have you got any pastimes?
2: Wow. Oh. Anne Marie's got a radical nanny network. I'd say that's a pretty I've got yes
1: yes I'm trying to figure out how to make nannying and care work more less exploitative and so we can have a union and stuff that's a pastime 100 percent um what other pastimes do I have right now in quarantine I'm really just back in like my 15 year old self of like I will go and sit under a tree and just like stare at the leaves and think (laughs) i'm back to a very like philosophical self so i think a pastime is philosophy for me right now and i've been listening to that podcast philosophize this uh, which takes you through the history of philosophy from like plato and whatever happened before plato to like now cool yeah a
2: lot of youtube videos i've been i've been having a real youtube renaissance um and just watching like Lindsay ellis talk about Disney sorry I've had to come outside
0: that's alright. I've got to say, there's just one more question can you imagine being old
2: uh, <laughs> I feel like I don't I don't think about it too too much but I think when I really love somebody I think about how great it'll be to like get old with them like that like that wedding singer song you know I want to grow old with you that's like I just see this very like uh yeah that's what I see romantic like 90s aging makeup (laughs) um yeah I think I can
1: see myself being the neighborhood eccentric which excites Mm. me
0: (laughs) that's it I think
1: oh thank you so much Craig
0: is there anything that you want to share or plug before we go
2: check out our album cause a yeah. stir out on specialist subject records mm-hmm. <laughs> Have a bye great... bye
1: charm pit logging
0: off. Yeah. Be one size viva anarchy indeed um thank you so much to Amory and rianneth for taking the time to chat to me as i said the charm pit debut album cause a stir is out now And I'll make sure that there is a link in the show description where you can go and listen to it. Um, I'll also make sure that there's a link to the Nanny Support Network that Anne-Marie mentioned she's been involved in setting up. Um, At the moment, they've got a solidarity fund um, going. So if you can donate anything to them, uh, it would be really, really useful. It's going towards um, all the precarious um, childcare workers out there. Um, okay, so let's let's play a couple more songs. Um, first up, I'm gonna play. Uh, what am I gonna play? Oh yeah, I was gonna play "Squirm" by a band called Cold Meat. Um, I think that's yeah, that came out. In March, I believe, um, the album is called Hot and Flustered, and it's absolutely cracking. And then I'm gonna play you another song by the crew over at Fifty Four The Gate. Um, this time it's by Marion Imogen, and it's called Punk Boots. Uh, after that, when you've got your punk boots on stomp over and we're gonna go and listen to ben from another subculture but first here is um cold meat with the song squirm
3: hello craig my name is ben i use he and him and in the normal world the pre-corona world i made the listing zine another subculture so we're a couple of months without gigs now, and we're wondering what to do with ourselves ever still. The live stream scene is still going strong, though. Specialist subject, I have to give a shout-out to them for making nine excellent distant togethers on every Tuesday since this all began. They're doing their last one on May the 19th, I believe, with the entire roster from their label putting in an appearance, which should be lovely. There's also Quarantine, so who are still going strong. Uh, they just had a... It's just to be like curated evening, which is lovely. And that's on YouTube. You can kind of go look back to all the sets, really. And music for the isolated generation. because Glasgow is still going. And I've been getting into the raves. Um, fret, you know, seeing like DJ sets, having virtual smoking rooms, getting jealous of mates who've like kitted their lounges out with smoke machines and LEDs and all sorts. And thinking about doing that myself. I have just bought a disco light. I do recommend it. I still miss loud noises. I still miss every genre of music that you can't safely or considerably, considerably, be nice and be quiet. I don't know. Um, You can't do a hardcore set in like a flat in Deptford. I mean, you could, you could just annoy your neighbors, but you don't do that. But I miss that. And I'm just looking forward to when we can see them again, but also being real and thinking that maybe with the situation and Getting ever ever more confusing, ever more suspicious, ever more strange. Then we'll not see a four band set again in 2020, and we'll have to deal with that. I think, in the time being, ignore what Joe Harcourt says, keep indoors, keep safe, see what we can do, see when the rehearsal rooms open. I miss Trixie and Super Unison, absolutely. And just like, you know, keep, continue looking out for everyone in the COI scene and beyond, everyone really. Um, you know, buy the record of the band you like. You know, if there's like a good uh, fundraiser, just go for it. Absolutely. If you've got the the means, then absolutely. Um, In these trying times. I have one plug this month. I have adapted another subculture into a newsletter that comes from a post. It's called Alternative Strategies. It checks in with the punks. as we're also at home. I bought an inkjet printer and I suffer for your enjoyment. It's got Craig of this parish doing out and about, as he always does. Although inside, it's very nice. Uh, Read from Negative Space and Top Deck has a great how-to guide to making music at home. And there's interviews with Remote Body, which is a great Instagram initiative with readings, great writing, art classes, centering the chronically on disabled community. Uh, we also have the Annihilated John Fletcher of Classics, three great bands. Kind of check in with those two. Straight from the printer to you. If you're interested, it's really cheap. It's like a couple of quid in the shoe and go to another subculture.co.uk or follow another subculture on Instagram where you will find me. Anyway, so that's me for May. I'm just going to keep going. I hope you keep going too. I'll be back on the next episode. See you in June. Back to you, Craig.
0: Cheers, Ben. Yeah, defo keep going with all the good stuff that you are doing. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like I say this every month, but I cannot recommend enough that you go and check out another subculture and see... All the incredible stuff that Ben is putting together. The zine now that's coming through the post is just another way that we can all stay connected with each other. And yeah, it's really nice to read. Um, How about we play a couple of the bands that he interviewed for the first edition? So let's play something by The Annihilated and then go into something ...by um, John Fletcher. Here we go. That was Love Island by John Fletcher, a band who described themselves on Bandcamp as slapstick post-punk from South London. Any band that describes themselves like that definitely gets my attention. Um, I also like that uh, John Fletcher are named after somebody that used to live in one of the band members house, I believe. Um, yeah, that seems to suit their absurd style very well. And I look forward to hearing more stuff that comes from them in the future. Um, a thing that I spotted last week was the return of bentfest uh bentfest was a festival um hence the name that catered for the uh d i y queer community it was absolutely amazing um I had fun at yeah all of the ones that I went to and this week um they're gonna go online from uh six o'clock with a few people that have, I believe, participated in some sort of way over the years. So, um actually right now, uh Kirsty Fife is on there talking about um class and DIY politics as well as doing a zine reading. And then, on Tuesday, the nineteenth of may um you've got Sop, who is an artist musician, organiser, and uh my flatmate um and they will be discussing uh embodiment, chronic illness, their most recent sound projects, and welcoming any questions that you might have and Then, on Thursday at six o'clock. They have Cynthia Rodriguez, who is a poet and performer, and Cynthia will be reading their poetry from their recent release by Burning Eye Books, followed by a discussion on writing, in between genders, borders, bodies, minds, ages, and nationalities. And they're also doing a Q and A. So yeah, it's cool that um, yeah, called cool it BenFest is back, and they're doing something a little bit different to maybe what you might be expecting. Um. Yeah, thinking back, when I saw about Bentfest, I was thinking back about the uh, past shows that they put on. And one of the ones that I'm always taken back to is maybe one of the best performances that I'd ever seen at DIY Space. And that was by um, the incredible band Slum of Legs, who also this year, just before lockdown, released their... um, long-awaited, in my mind, um, debut album, uh, which is also called Slum of Legs, and I'm just going to play you one of the songs from that. I'm going to play you, um, it's called Your Face, is it called Your Face? Is that right? Uh, Oh god, I've just lost it. (laughs) Sorry about this. Uh, 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 In Your Face, sorry, it's called In Your Face. So yeah, let's play that. And enjoy. absolutely 10 out of 10 song there from slum of legs um i realized in the build-up before that song i forgot to tell you where to go to see all the cool talks that BentFest are hosting so if you head over to instagram and search for BentFest, there you should be able to watch um all the stuff they have coming up this week uh yeah so we're coming up now to nearly the end of the show so before we say goodbye um i'd like to share the stuff that london renters union have been up to recently during the covid19 situation so they've just launched a um a new campaign called can't pay won't pay and they have listed a set of five demands Um, so yeah, I'll just share them with you now. So number one is suspend rent. Six in 10 renters have lost income. The government must act to prevent a chaotic rent debt and eviction crisis. No rent should be due for the duration of the coronavirus crisis. Number two, no rent debt. Rent is already completely unaffordable. We can't afford to pay back missed payments on top. Rent arrears built up during the crisis should be written off. Number three, make the eviction ban permanent. No one should be made homeless during the pandemic or in the aftermath. The government should ban all evictions for at least a year and go ahead with its promise to scrap Section 21 evictions permanently. Number four, introduce rent controls. Londoners spend up to 70% of their income on rent, leaving little left over for food and other essentials. Rent controls should be introduced so that no one has to spend more than a third of their income on rent. And number five, no borders in housing. Racism and the hostile environment means people of colour and migrants are the worst hit by the housing crisis and by coronavirus. Migration status checks on renters should be abolished. Everyone should have Access to public funds. So, yeah, if you are needing any support with your rent or you have any issues with a landlord, I recommend that you join the London Renters Union and speak to them about it because I'm sure they'll be able to support you. Um, What you can do to support them is you can join their campaign, you could become a member of the London Renters Union, um, or you could um help in different ways like flyer or um, promote in different ways, point people in the right direction, etc. So, yeah, definitely get in touch with them if you need any help or support. Um, I think also it goes without saying that if you need any help and support in other places, joining a union in these times is definitely a sensible option. Um, there's plenty of them out there. I myself am a member of the industrial Workers of the world, otherwise known as the IWW. Uh, yeah you're you're legally entitled to be in a union, so do it and yeah um, just solidarity to everyone out there at the moment. Well, that's it from me for another month. Um, thank you to Soho Radio. Thank you to Rachel and Hugh from Soho Radio. Thanks to Ben from Another Subculture. Thank you to Rianneth and Anne-Marie from Charm Pit. Don't forget their album Cause a Stir is out now. Um, there'll be a link in the show description to that and all the songs and anything else that we've spoken about and yeah thank you so much for listening to this month's show finally um, I'm going to leave you with when George Michael was asked in Smash Hits do you have any ambitions left he said I'd like to be one of the best known artists of my time take care out there everybody I'll speak to you again next month Bye.